Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. It is our Tuesday show, and that means we have Zach Libby with us uh, live from the road. He is in uh, a parking lot or something outside of Ohio. He was seeing Michigan commit. Luke Hamilton, who will be a big topic of today's recruiting show. Before we dive into today's show, I just want to bring you a word from our brand new sponsor, Vitamin Energy. Vitamin Energy is a powerful, naturally caffeinated energy shot that nourishes your body with vitamins, supports healthy weight loss, and boosts energy for seven plus hours with no jitters or sugar crash. Uh, personal 
you know, on, on my personal end, I've used uh, vitamin energy for the last couple of weeks. It's definitely making a difference in my life. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at influencer boxers like Jake Paul and I'm like, I can do that. Give me some vitamin energy and I'll, I'll start rolling with it. Uh, not not very good to mention Jake Paul after the loss. But anyway, vitamin energy is definitely helping me. It's, uh, again, a naturally caffeinated shot. It's gluten-free, zero sugars, and artificial flavors. There's something for everyone when it comes to vitamin energy. There's no crash. It supports gut health. Uh, it's energy with benefits. Uh, let us let vitamin energy help you get through your day and be the best version of yourself if you don't know what vitamin energy is, you know, I just kind of gave a general rundown. But if you want more information on vitamin energy and how you can help live, help yourself live a healthy life, go to vitaminenergy.com. And right now you can buy one, get one free using code Wolverine BOGO. All right. So that is uh, our new sponsor, Vitamin Energy. I'm feeling the energy talking about such a great product. And now we will roll on to our show. A uh, couple of things before we uh, dive into this one, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to the Wolverine.com today if you haven't already done so. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the new on three rankings for the 2024 recruiting class. Definitely some controversy, and we're going to start off with the Michigan commits. We will talk about where those guys ended up and if we like where they ended up or not. Uh, remember, guys, I do see a comment coming in. This is our Tuesday show. I will be back to answer all your questions tomorrow, but if you need a question answered, make sure to click the donate button and it is a super chat that will help with our travel budget. That super chat will automatically appear on the screen and we will answer your question. So super chats only tonight, but let's go ahead and start off with the Michigan commits where they ended up in the rankings. I think Let's just knock the elephant in the room out of the way, especially since Zach was out there today. So like I said, Zach is pulled over somewhere in Ohio. Just saw former on 300 offensive lineman Luke Hamilton, one of the biggest fallers in the entire country, was previously ranked as the number 228 overall prospect in the country. Uh, big time offensive lineman out of Avon, Ohio. And all of a sudden, you, you're scrolling through this uh, list, and now you see him ranked as the number 38 interior offensive lineman in the country and the number 33 overall recruit in the state of Ohio. So Luke Hamilton literally dropped hundreds of spots outside of the top 300 completely. As you can see here on our industry comparison tool over at On3, three of the four major recruiting sites have Luke Hamilton ranked as a top 10 player in the state of Ohio and as a four-star prospect on three being the only one that really is not enamored with Luke Hamilton to put it nicely. Now, Zach, like I said, you were in Ohio. You just saw Luke Hamilton. You also spoke to on three rankings director, Charles power about this massive drop what are your general thoughts on the Luke Hamilton tumble? I mean, I think it's kind of obvious. There's no way there's 32, 32 players in Ohio, let alone 
that are better than Luke Hamilton on the field and then 38, 37 interior offensive linemen in the country that are better than Luke Hamilton. I mean, you can f- check out the article that I did on with Charles Powers, who's the director of scouting and rankings, and you can take your ans- take his answer for what it is. But after seeing him live and what he did today was just – Conditioning training. So he was working indoors with his football team, but six foot four, 307 pounds right now. He's looking to drop to 285 before the season. Very agile, able to keep 307 pounds very well, um, very balanced, very flexible. Um, there's one, there's one drill where they were doing, um, you know, bear crawls and then you had to go into like a somersault and he did it with ease. Like there's, he can, you know, very, very, um, what's the word? Very smooth with in terms of just being able to get his knees up in the air, um, fast feet. Um, like I said, very mobile, very balanced. So that's just based on what I've seen live on film. I think everyone has seen his mauler in the run game. Um, very, um, I guess, a team captain, a leader, uh, someone who can – go into Michigan's system under Cheryl Moore and be that, you know, uh, help win another Joe Moore award. I think, I don't know. We didn't really get an explanation as to why he dropped. And I don't think we have an answer as to why either. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's the comment, you know, one of the comments on our video is, you know, not tolerating little disrespect. And I sort of agree. I don't really understand why, I don't really understand. I think everyone else has a proper ranking for him. I think we're just the anomaly. Yeah, I think with, uh, you know, what Zach w- was able to say there in terms of not having an explanation, it's true. I mean, we don't have any real input when it comes to the rankings. We get a spreadsheet like two days before the rankings are released and are like, here you go, write some stories on this. Um, so, yeah, it's not it's not like we had any say on it. But look, I agree with the other three major recruiting services. I think Luke Hamilton is uh, a four star prospect all the way. I think ESPN, which <laughs> is kind of random to say since you know ESPN gets the most flack out of the four services. I think ESPN has it right. I'd say Luke is somewhere in that two forty ish range look he is what he is man he's six foot four 290 six foot four and a half 290 pounds probably closer to 300 by now and he's an absolute mauler he's a road grader in the run game he's a perfect fit for what michigan wants to do he's a big 10 offensive lineman all the way he is a guy that was very wanted by wisconsin as well in fact he visited wisconsin in january but you know michigan obviously has one of the best offensive lines in the country and has had the best offensive of line in the country over the last two seasons. I think Hamilton is a fit for what Sharon Moore wants at the guard position. And when we are evaluating Luke Hamilton, we're looking strictly, we're looking at him strictly as a guard, right? Like if he's a little weak in pass pro, that's fine with me. He's an interior offensive lineman. I mean, I cut him some flack there. I want to see him bullying people, putting guys in the dirt finishing blocks, doing it with authority. And that's what Luke Hamilton films. You pull up the Luke Hamilton film. It's him just physical run blocking all day long for those, you know, however long the the huddle reel is. Uh, Those highlights just show him putting guys in the dirt over and over in the run game. So, you know, he's on brand with what Michigan wants. And look, Sharon Moore isn't a fool. 
he knows how to evaluate offensive line talent. I think he made Luke Hamilton a priority for a reason and, you know, took him early. I mean, this is a guy that Sharon Moore really wanted and made a press for and got him on board. I mean, he really values uh, what Luke Hamilton can bring to the table. Um, and you see him there getting out in space, showing the film, putting guys in the dirt. And they, that's all you see. And, and like Zach said, he's working on getting more nimble with his feet. I can see that he's a little heavy footed. That's fine. He still has a year to get quicker um, and, and a little more athletic. And he will do that once he kind of rebuilds his body in the Michigan strength and conditioning program, where Ben Herbert does get you more explosive, where he does get you faster, where he does uh, maximize your body. But you see the natural road grading mentality, the physicality, the brute strength over and over. These clips are just him putting guys in the dirt, just bodying people. So I'm not really sure you know, if you're a ranker at any of the recruiting services, what you expect to see from a straight up interior offensive lineman. Um, but that, that's kind of my thoughts uh, on the Luke Hamilton drop. I wish we would have had a better explanation on the Luke Hamilton drop because it's fine. Rankings are subjective, right? You're not going to agree with every ranking. But, you know, if you really want to, you know, pick apart Luke Hamilton's games and say he's not great at pass pro, he plays really high, as you can see in some of these clips. He has a bit of, of heavy feet early on. You know, he's not super athletic pulling or getting to the next level. These are all fair criticisms, right? But lay that out. Explain why you had such a massive dropping going from number 282 in the country to a middling three-star and not even in the top 30 in the state of Ohio. Like, I mean, it's pretty wild to me. Uh, but like I said, that's pretty much all I have to say on the Luke Hamilton drop. Um, I do think Luke Hamilton is still a four-star. I do think that, you know, getting in with Sharon Moore-Herbert is really going to help some of the faults that, that I talked about here uh, today. Anything else you want to add on Luke Hamilton, Zach, before we move on to – uh, some of the other Michigan commits. Yeah, I think he's most—he's obviously the most active recruiter among the seven commits. I mean, if you—if anybody follows him on social media, he is making sure that anyone in Ohio and any offensive line target that Michigan is going after continues to have interest in Michigan. I mean, I've talked to him after his workout, and he was saying he was t listing all these kids that he, you know, reaches out to on DMs and texts and calls and all the friendships that he has. Like, I think as you know, we all know what he can bring as a player, but I think him as a leader of the class early and then being a quote-unquote Michigan man, I think Luke Hamilton epitomizes that role. So I think he's just going to be a fan favorite early on. Definitely. Let's go ahead and um, <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, guys, like we're going to shoot it to you straight, man. Like, you know, we, we work for on three, but we can also disagree with on three at the same time. We don't have to value their rankings as long as we I mean, we don't have to, you know, um, be mouthpieces and say the rankings are a thousand percent correct. We can give and take our and do it in a respectful manner. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about some of the myths now on three did bump some Michigan commits, uh, the highest rated commit in the class. And this is uh, right here. Producer Hutch has pulled up the uh, industry ratings, which is a whole 
different subject for another day. But the industry ratings show a combined percentage of the uh, four major recruiting services. The actual highest rated commit on on three's own rankings is Mason Curtis, a four-star linebacker out of Nashville, Ensworth, who moved up 15 spots, I believe, to the number 128 prospect nationally. On three has him ranked uh, the highest out of any of the four major recruiting services. ESPN has him as a top 200 player and 24-7 and rivals both have him as a low four-star. Now, both uh, I believe Zach has also seen uh, Mason Curtis live. I, I've seen Mason, or I guess Zach has not seen Mason Curtis. Live. I have not. Nope. <laughs> I have seen uh, Mason Curtis live. So I guess I'll, I'll start off with my take on this one first. I am a big Mason Curtis fan. I think he is. I think the answer for some of these uh, ratings discrepancies is somewhere in the middle. I think he's probably between a 200 and 225 uh, level prospect. And, and that's me going with uh, a lower baseline because Curtis is such a dangerous prospect to rate. And when I say that, I mean that he has a huge upside, but he is also a man without a position. He's six foot four, 190 pounds. And I mean, he is really thin and lanky. And when you look at him from a frame standpoint, you're intrigued with the length, you're intrigued with the height, but you're like, man, this kid needs to really hit the weight room, especially if he's going to be a linebacker, which he's listed at. Now, Michigan is, is recruiting him more as an edge. On his latest visit in January, he spent most of his time with Dylan Roney in the edge room. So Michigan now looking him there. But this is a guy that can play everywhere. It depends on, how, on where his body takes him. When you look at his skill set, it's terrific. This is a guy that can get sideline to sideline. He can cover. I even saw him play corner in the game that, that I went to out in Nashville. I like him as a bigger safety linebacker hybrid, like one of those, um, I don't remember exactly what Gary Patterson used to call it, but I think it was like the star position in a 4-2-5, that safety hybrid linebacker. That's exactly what I see Mason Curtis eventually becoming. But like I said, Michigan recruiting him more as an edge, which means they're going to try to add some uh, really good weight on him. Now at 190, like I said, he's very, very thin. He does have the frame to carry a legit like 40 pounds. The athletic abilities there, uh, the speed is there, but how his body adapts to added weight, uh, where his body takes him, uh, things of that nature, I think make him a really intriguing prospect uh, and also a developmental prospect, but a guy that has a lot of tools that isn't necessarily raw from a technical standpoint. Uh, just a guy that right now you're like, that's a really good football player on the defensive side of the ball. And we need to figure out what he is. So for that reason, uh, I I'm a little lower than on three is, but I can definitely buy why they're so high on Mason Curtis. Anything you want to add on Mason Curtis? Zach? Yeah, I mean, he's just a unique player because he has the length and the pass rush ability to be slotted down to the edge, or you can even play nickel, as you mentioned. Like, I think, you know, we've talked about Jason Hewlett in the last class where he was a man without a position. He could be that versatile weapon. I think Mason Curtis is the same thing, except 
the one difference is that I think Gila is a little bit bigger at this point um, where he was, where Curtis was. So uh, I think this is just a, another – this would be a proven job for Ben Herbert to find where his transition is once he gets to college, whether it's secondary or dropping down to the trenches. It, it, I think that's the unique part. It's going to be fun to see how he molds himself. Let's go ahead and move on to two of the biggest risers in the on three rankings to other Michigan commits. You had Hogan Hansen, uh, now a four-star tight end out of the Pacific Northwest, vault all the way from outside of the top 300 to the number 176 recruit nationally. Um, Hansen is another interesting prospect in the class he's a guy that i expected to get a rankings bump i'm not sure if um i expected him to go this high you look at the industry comparison tool and hansen hansen is is ranked as a top 150 player by 24 7 a top 200 player by on three and a top 300 player by espn rivals as him as a low four star I, again, I, I find myself kind of chuckling that I'm agreeing with ESPN so much, but I think ESPN probably has it right with Hanson, probably in the 250-ish range. What I really like about Hanson is even though he's only listed at 200 pounds, he's a really physical blocker. He's definitely more of a true inline tight end than Deacon Tonielli and Zach Marshall were last cycle. He spends a lot of time in line as opposed to flex out, and his team runs the ball a lot like they pound the rock and so he's a consistent blocker he's a guy that likes to definitely mix it up now with that we don't really see what his ability is as a pass catcher we don't see him running a ton of routes we don't see him catching a lot of passes and even in zach's interview with charles power uh on three's ranking director he kind of admitted that they're having to do their own projection now i don't really love projecting skill sets without evidence so hansen's a guy that i would really like to see you know at some of these off-season events or potentially in the game just because i want to learn more about him as a pass catcher but i really like the frame i really like the willingness to block and michigan obviously is very tight end friendly and will get the most out of hogan hansen now i'm going to throw it to you zach for a different prospect so we can kind of speed up uh, the show here a little bit. Jacob Odin moved up 49 spots. Uh, Michigan's legacy recruit is now ranked inside the top 200 four-star defensive back at Harper Woods in-state guy, son of Rod Odin, who was a walk-on fullback for the Wolverines in the 90s. I just saw Jacob Odin over the weekend, and he is arguably the safest take in this class. He might not have the upside of some of these other guys, but he has a really high floor. You know what you're getting in Jacob Odin. So why don't you tell us what Michigan fans should expect out of Jacob Odin, Zach? Yeah, I think he would be the perfect complement piece at the nickel or cornerback. Six, three, one, one, um, is the last time I talked to him in which that was his weight was at. Um, he, I think he's just a guy that plays Michigan. Obviously, you just said his father graduated from Michigan. He played on the team. His mother played. I mean, his mother went to Michigan, so did his aunts and uncles. I think he's a fourth-generation Michigan 
students. Uh, you know, growing up 45 minutes away from Ann Arbor, you just you understand the traditions and the history and everything about it. Uh, I think his relationship with Coach Klingsdale uh, goes back to when Jacob was oh, like a toddler. So that 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 role that Klingsdale has made, which he's sort of like an uncle figure to Jacob, I think means a lot as well. And I mean, like, I, I don't think carrying on the legacy was something that he has going to say out loud. But I mean, I know his father has said, I think it means a great deal. that He's able to carry on the, you know, follow in his footsteps, follow in his family's footsteps and, you know, get that Michigan degree. As a player, I mean, I think you know what you're going to get out of him. And I think it's just fluid, fluidity, um, high level of Um I think him as a center fielder, he's probably the best one that I've seen live um, in the seven-on-seven circuit. I think he's just, I think as a representative of the state of Michigan, I think Michigan could have landed a better prospect moving forward. So I think his, his, his bumping up was deserved, and where he's at right now, I think that's yeah, and I mean, he's an easy prospect to grade. I'll just add, when you look at the industry comparison tool over at On3, everybody has him in the same range between a top 150 and a top 200 player. So that's exactly what you're getting in Jacob Oden. That's why I said he has such a high floor. You know what you're getting with this guy. He's just a really, really good football player that knows the game so well, being a coach's son. Um uh, I had more thoughts over on Jacob Oden at the Wolverine. Like I said earlier, if you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, definitely do so today. Last commit we'll hit on before we move on to some of the targets. We are running a little low on time. So trying to expedite this is Zach Ludwig. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest mysteries of the 2024 recruiting class. Zach Ludwig was basically an unknown. His commitment went untraced. He kind of popped up and is new to a lot of people. Uh, both on three and 24 seven have given him a three star rating. He's ranked now on the industry ranking tool, which uses a combination of different percentages of the four major recruiting services. He's now ranked as the number 868 overall recruiting the country. Now, while that might not seem super high, to put it in context for you, Zach Ludwig is now ranked higher than six of Michigan signees in the 2023 recruiting class, including intriguing athlete Kendrick Bell, tackling machine Hayden Moore. I mean, it's a really interesting rating. I think when you pull up Zach Ludwig's film, it leaves a lot to be desired. Obviously uh, he has a connection to Michigan strength and conditioning coach Ben Herbert. And I think that was, you know, a reason Michigan jumped on him early and took his commitment, but his film is very rough. I think he could end up being a, a long snapper, which is something he's done in the past uh, at Michigan. I think he has a long way to go as a linebacker. And I said this on Twitter earlier in the week, there are way too many three stars. I think last year it was like anybody rated from like 400 to 2000 for three stars. And that's absolutely absurd. I think uh, Zach Ludwig is a, a two star level guy, which, you know, isn't terrible. Maybe Michigan can get the most out of him, especially with him being related to Ben Herbert. Maybe he'll get just a lot more in the strength and conditioning program. But I think this is a very big project 
take for the Wolverines? Were you surprised that on three um, gave him a, a three-star ranking, Zach? And not just the three-star ranking. They didn't make him a low three-star. They actually made him a mid-three-star. I mean, I wasn't surprised about the three-star because, I mean, I know, like, there's no such thing as a two-star anymore. So it's either three-star is, like, the floor. So that's the lowest he's going to get. I mean, he's such a hard prospect to really uh, fully give an evaluation of because, one, no one has seen him. Um, No one has seen him live. Uh, He has a six-minute highlight film that which half of it is – him playing quarterback and lawn snapper um, of those highlights of him playing linebacker. I mean, I think his biggest attribute is just being a team player and a leader. Um, a lot of kids really cling on to him as like, a, as like the, the person of example, the person who can get the troops rallied and to lead comebacks as negatives. Obviously he needs to coverage in the flats, coverage in the curls, balance, speed, weight, height, um, angles of pursuits. Uh, there's just, there's so much, there's so much to be desired that it makes it so much tree exciting really to go out there and evaluate him in person. Like I think in the fall, I, I would think both of us would just want to go out there just to give our own separate respective opinions. Um, but I think as the spring goes on, I think there's a lot that he needs to um, focus on in terms of development. Obviously he has, several more months to get in the weight room and focus on baseball as well. So there's a lot to, uh, I think he has a lot of expectations um, for Michigan fans to really set the notion that he belongs in this class. And that's not really a knock on him either because Michigan took him with open arms. So we'll see what Michigan saw in him because we, we all we have is a six minute highlight film. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Michigan has more access to full game films and things of that nature that, you know, aren't easily access accessible on the Internet. But it is important for us to go out and evaluate Zach Ludwig. I'm really intrigued by what Ludwig will look like once we do go out and get a proper live evaluation, just because you can't tell much from the huddle tape. Um you know, the two-star thing is a, a completely different argument. I feel like in this day and age with recruiting services, nobody wants to be wrong. Everybody wants to have the best rankings. And so they give three stars to everybody. So you don't have two stars like Travis Kelsey popping up or something like that, which is dumb. Like if you're wrong, you're wrong. Um, I think there should be two stars. And I think Zach Ludwig is, is probably in that two-star mold. But the, the two-star thing is another argument for another day. Uh, kind of leave it at that. I, I think Ludwig, uh, right now, I just see him as a guy that will play a lot on special teams, potentially being that long snapper guy. We'll see if he really does make a leap as a senior. Maybe he shocks us all and is a, a really improved player. Um, you know, you never know. I mean, I – I'll tell, I'll show you an example. I mean, I saw Dion Walker when he was a sophomore and I was like, man, this guy's terrible. <laughs> and, uh, and Dion was, uh, uh, cool about it. Uh, and I just kind of ripped him to shreds in my first eval. I was like, Dion Walker is not a Michigan caliber guy. And as the years progressed, um, I became a huge Dion Walker fan. I think by the end of the cycle, I had Dion Walker graded as like, uh, top 150 prospect nationally. He called him the most improved recruit I've ever covered 
in my entire decade long of doing this. And Deion Walker's uh, Deion Walker was a first team freshman All-American at Kentucky this season. So very proud of Deion. Maybe Ludwig goes that route. Maybe he doesn't. We'll see. I mean, he remains the mystery man in this class and he's a guy we will continue to uh, evaluate and keep track of. All right, guys, uh, we are running short on time. I do want to remind you guys, or not remind you guys, I do want to bring you guys another word from a different sponsor. We want to take a moment to shout out our Tuesday night recruiting show sponsor and longtime partner of the Wolverine in Lewis Jewelers. Simple question, guys. Is your daughter's engagement ring bigger than your wife's? If the answer is yes, <laughs> God damn it, Zach, why'd you make me laugh? Uh, great, great news. Lewis Jewelers is here to help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors finding that perfect diamond. So stop by today and fix any family issue you may have. Lewis Jewelers, your diamond store, and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road, Ann Arbor, or online at lewisjewelers.com. That's lewisjewelers.com. That's where Ann Arbor gets engaged. All right. I mean, I was probably the wrong guy to to have that uh, read. Maybe they'll give me a different one. But I will say... I'll make it, make it up to, to Lewis Jewelers and say that uh, I got my engagement ring at Lewis Jewelers. It was very nice. Uh, they give they treat Michigan fans and writers extremely well. Um, so make sure to hit up Lewis Jewelers for all your ring needs, even if you don't have a, a daughter with a bigger engagement ring than uh, your wife. It's just a great place to get jewelry in general. How about that? We do have a super chat from Nick, $9.99. So big, fat super chat. Where's our Ric Flair gift, Hutch? Our producer has fallen asleep on the job, or maybe he's out at Lewis Jewelers shopping for diamonds. All right, there we go. He's got it. He's got it on lock. Um, Nick says, why is Javis dragging things time after time? Damn it, Jaden Davis, make a decision. I like Campbell reaching out to other quarterbacks, but isn't it time for Michigan to put the full court press on Michael Van Buren? So like I said, guys, we're running short on time, but we do want to get to Nick's super here uh so we'll go a little bit longer today much to the dismay of our producer um (laughs) anyway um i feel like yeah he's he's upset he wants to go home it's time for him to clock out um look with Jaden davis i think it's gonna there's gonna be a time this coming month in march i mean tomorrow's march basically um there's going to be a a time in march where Jaden davis does visit i expect him to get back on campus there's no date set but i do expect him channing goodwin jordan ship to all make it back to campus here in march if michigan does not close with Jaden davis on this march visit and i know I, i feel like i sound like a broken record um because i said this on the previous visit i believe but if but with Harbaugh staying, with Kirk Campbell now in place as the quarterbacks coach, with Sharon Moore getting bumped up to the uh, sole o- OC, um, and some changes going on there. All right, we'll give Jaden Davis a break. But if Michigan cannot close with Jaden Davis on this visit in March, then at that point, I do feel like they will actually expand the the board 
more and actually recruit other guys. And I think that's evidenced by the fact that Kirk Campbell has already established contact uh, with some of these other 2024 quarterbacks. He's given them follows on social media. He actually did have a brief conversation with Michael Van Buren. So if Jaden Davis doesn't commit in March, which he's pushed back his timeline, um, you know, the past couple months, remember it was December, then it could have been January. And now it's whenever I feel like it, you know, if it doesn't happen in March, I think at that point, they're finally going to say, all right, let's get some other quarterbacks on the board. One that helps push Jaden Davis to make a decision because he's not the only fish in the sea. And two, um, it gives you other options. And it is, it isn't as strong of a quarterback year as it was last cycle. So you're, you need to to go after some of these other guys, like maybe Michael Van Buren, maybe, you know, and everybody knows how much I like Michael Van Buren, but don't just limit yourself to Michael Van Buren. Offer three or four other guys. Give yourself other options, you know. Isaac Wilson's visited in the past as well. There are some other quarterbacks that I'm sure would be interested in Michigan. So, I mean, kudos to Campbell for, for getting a contingency plan ready to go in case they can't close with Davis in terms of why Davis is dragging it out. I think, you know, I'm not sure. I, I know that obviously Har- Harbaugh had the NFL flirtations again, and you did have a quarterback, um, a quarterback coaching change, but I mean, I'm not sure what else Michigan really needs to show on this visit to put them over the hump. But I do think it does come down to Harbaugh, you know, sealing the door himself on, on this trip. And if he doesn't, if he decides he wants to go out and, and visit Ohio State and uh, he wants to see Clemson again and things of that nature, then, you know, you have to. You have to, especially after last cycle, uh, getting another project quarterback that's back-to-back years. I mean, you cannot leave yourself empty-handed at the most important position in college football, even with the transfer portal readily available. Anything to add on that, Zach? I think it's just – I think it's kind of funny that 2024 quarterback recruiting is so much different than 2025 quarterback recruiting for Michigan. Like, we're talking about Jane Davis potentially committing this spring after months of doing so, but then in 2025 you have three of the top quarterbacks already set their visit date for next month. So, I mean, I think Kirk Campbell's gotten a lot of praise from us, early praise from us for his – efforts and initiative to you know keep in contact with these guys circling back to Michael Van Buren and all that stuff so I mean I think I know I know I know that Jane Davis had a great relationship with Matt Weiss but I think Kirk Campbell's um, enthusiasm might make a difference you know as this continues and obviously we know that Harbaugh talked to Jane and his family last month so I think it's just setting up for a commitment if it happens if it doesn't like you said you got to go expand other quarterbacks so um, kudos to the staff for at least you know if they do end up doing this early kudos to them definitely so appreciate Nick for that super chat that goes directly to our travel budget to help us get around and see recruits across country all right let's go ahead and wrap it up zach we are way over time so uh we've hit on all the michigan commits in their rankings very quickly name a couple prospects that uh you were happy to see rise in the rankings or drop in the rankings in terms of michigan targets uh justin scott is finally a five star after months of not being one which was ridiculous i think justin scott is 
my number one tar- number one player in the 2024 class, and I've thought that for uh, ever since I first met him in May. Um, he is the most ag- agile, powerful, just dominating force that I've seen at six foot five and 310 pounds. Um, he is rightfully a five star. And then finally, uh, another Chicago kid I just saw, Austin Alexander, who just got offered by Steve Klingsdale last month. He is in the uh, on 300, and Michigan is working to get him for a visit. So um, good find for Klingsdale and defensive coordinator Jesse Minter to offer uh, right before he finally gets his accolades. Definitely. Um, I will give you one that I absolutely hate, and that is Aaron Childs dropping from inside the, I believe, top 125 to now being ranked as the number 233 overall prospect in the country, the number 19 linebacker in the country. Um that's terrible. I mean, I don't know <laughs> how else to say it. Uh, Aaron Childs, I mean, go watch him in person, please. He is – and I said the same thing about Junior Colson. Can we just go watch this man in person? I mean, it's hard to find Junior Colson-type linebackers, and Aaron Childs mimics Colson to a T. He's a bigger, filled-out guy that can run sideline to sideline. He's a hammer truck in the middle. He'll he's extremely physical. He smack people. He'll smack people. He diagnoses what the offense is trying to do in a, in quick fashion. He's a really intelligent kid off the field and a really intelligent kid on the field. He's great in pass coverage. I first saw him at the Ray Lewis camp last year, where he was asked to do a lot of pass coverage drills, and he was very impressive in that. I saw him in game this year, and he just checked all the boxes. And when you look at Charles's film, keep in mind, he's against the best in the DMV. Good counsel plays in toughest leagues in the entire country. And Aaron Childs is a dominant force in the middle of the defense. So I don't know who these 18 linebackers are in front of Aaron Childs, but uh, I do believe Aaron Childs is a top five linebacker in the country. I think Jesse Minter is making him a top priority and has made him a top priority for a reason. Jesse Minter being around the NFL knows what an NFL style linebacker looks like. And that's why Childs is such a huge priority for the Wolverines this cycle. Uh, rankings drop that I agree with. We will go back to Jaden Davis uh, dropping from the number 67 overall recruit to the number 105 overall recruit. I think that is a very accurate ranking. And I actually think that the Charles Power explanation that he gave to you, Zach, in that uh, story was accurate. Uh, as Providence Day this year, we saw Jaden Davis improved some of his accuracy issues that he displayed as a sophomore, but he was more of a distributor at the quarterback position. He had a lot of weapons in Channing Goodwin, Jordan Shibb, Chris Peel, uh, Georgia Pledge at corner was uh, the starting running back and a really great high school running back as well. So he had a lot more weapons around him i still think you know there are some concerns about davis's height and not exactly being a true mobile quarterback i still think he has some control issues at time while that accuracy improved uh sometimes he can throw balls in the dirt he can sail some passes um has a little bit of a a baseball pitcher-esque uh type of release and so those are things that that can be easily fixed at the next level now dropping Jaden Davis to number 105 
is certainly not an insult. Just because I view Jaden Davis, don't view Jaden Davis as a five star, does not mean I don't think he's a very good prospect. You know, so, some things that really stand out to me about Davis are that are, is the command of the offense, is that pocket presence. He's a guy that stands in that pocket doesn't matter what's coming at uh, at him from a rush standpoint and he delivers uh, and he delivers strikes he has really good arm talent as well he has great feet in the pocket he's really knowledgeable he's a fierce competitor I mean I saw him in a game where he was throwing up on the field and led his team to victory uh, so there are a lot of things I like about Jaden Davis as well now I don't think he has the ceiling of a Michael Van Buren, but I definitely think he has a higher floor than Michael Van Buren. And contrary to popular belief, I would grade Jaden Davis and Michael Van Buren right in the same tier, right around where on three has uh, Jaden Davis. Um, I think Davis was ranked extremely high as an underclassman. And it's oftentimes tough to live up to that type of expectation when you've been recruited as you know an eighth grader and you're ranked as a five-star guy so early but i think number 105 is just fine for for Jaden davis um you know he has his limitations but there's also a lot to like about him as well so that's kind of my two cents on the uh, targets for more michigan recruiting information and thoughts on all the rankings and intel make sure to subscribe to the wolverine.com big shout out to our new sponsor vitamin energy and our continued sponsor Lewis Jewelers. Uh, appreciate you guys for joining us and join me tomorrow on the YouTube show for my recruiting Q&A. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.